Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 138. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. Instead, for the last couple of years, we've been traveling vicariously by inviting guests to share their unique travel stories with us. It's been awesome, and our podcast has been all over the globe. Now we're taking some time to revisit the Wish You Were Here segment of our show, where we each share travel attractions that we recommend. Today's Wish You Were Here's are from Africa. Yay! I'm really excited about this. I have not yet been to the continent of Africa. I know you have, Cheryl. Yes, I have. And I'm jealous because I haven't actually been there yet. So I'm especially excited to hear these Wish You Were Here's again to remind me of the cool things that Africa has to offer. Yeah, it definitely feels like such an unknown to a lot of us Americans. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that's been one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is hearing our guests share about um, living in Africa, visiting Africa, and about the personality and culture of the different countries specifically, since we kind of Mm -hmm. lump Africa as one location when it's huge and there's so many countries that are so different and so like I've been to Morocco but that's incredibly different than other parts of Africa and so um yeah that's just but to me been a highlight of doing this podcast and Mm -hmm. um these four wish you were here's all are just excellent recommendations that would um really you could build a trip around I think and so um I'm so excited to listen to them again. I know. Me too. And it's also the first episode of all of our Wish You Were Here episodes that's all guest recommendations. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It's very cool. So, And that's part of what I love, like you mentioned about our podcast. Yes, you and I have traveled quite a bit and we've seen a lot and we share our experiences, but we haven't been everywhere. There are lots of places. There's more places we haven't been than places we have been. Yes. And so to be able to hear from our guests and be able to get more ideas of places to go, things to do, cultures to experience is very exciting. Kyle, what would you like to do for your wish you were here? Oh, man. Let me tell you, at, at some point in everyone's <laughs> life, you have to experience African hospitality. Like the tu- mm. like the the guest lodges that exist in Africa, like they are just. I mean, even like the lower end ones are amazing. So the one that I'm calling out is the Royal Zambezi Lodge in Zambia. It's about a, a three hour drive from where my brother lives. I think th- yeah, I think it's about three hour or a thirty minute plane ride in like a tiny air you know single prop airplane, mm. and um, it. It's right on the Lower Zambezi River. They have like the main lodge where you like eat dinner, like is connected to a dock. And there are just boats that you can walk out on and go out and, you wow. know, like elephants walk through the camp and they walk through in front of the camp. Jeez. And it's just, it's, it's, 
if it is an amazing, amazing experience. Like it just feels it's so wild and yet feels so luxurious. Mm. Um, you know, kind of at the same time. And, you know, you're in these like, you know, simple, but just like extravagant places to stay. Um, it's just an amazing place. If you look it up online and the pictures are amazing and they don't do it justice. Wow. Wow. Michaela, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. So mine is actually, um, in Uganda and I know that you can actually do this in a lot of different countries in Africa, but I would highly recommend taking the opportunity if you are in an African country to do a safari. I grew up going to zoos and seeing animals and all, you know, these amazing different animals behind bars or behind glass or something. But going on a safari was kind of a surreal experience. And seeing these animals out in the wild and knowing that I was the one behind bars, essentially. I was Mm. out in a jeep. And being like, I I don't belong here at all, and yet these animals are perfectly fine with my being here. It was very, very incredible to see all of that and hmm. in live action and not know that it was behind bars or on the other side of a glass pane or even on the other side of a screen. It was surreal. I, there's no other words that I have to describe it other than surreal. So I think mm. if anybody has the opportunity to go on any sort of safari, no matter what country they're in, I would highly, highly recommend it. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Got to mm-hmm. add it to my list, apparently. <laughs> uh, you can. Here's the problem with this podcast is that our lists are just going to keep getting longer every episode. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, but you as your lists get longer, I'm coming with you, okay? Great. I mean, Perfect. the point of the podcast is basically to add to our list. <laughs> True. He makes a very so, valid oh, point. Wait, Ryan why did we knows. start this again? <laughs> He's very sensible. <laughs> We'll start with our guests, Jeff and Lisa. Yeah, I was going to say um, the the thing that I left out of our trip was our trip to Chumbay Island. Um, it's an island off of Zanzibar, and it's an ecological reserve where they Ooh. they we did some snorkeling there. But they have these; they only let fourteen people a day come come there. I believe I think it was fourteen. Fourteen. And it's a little expensive. That's one of the downsides. But the money is going towards like ecological preservation of the island, and yeah. also bringing in like. They do bring in tour groups of, of local local kids to see the to learn about the environment, mm. and they were re- they did a really good job of showing you of teaching you about the different e- ecosystems and stuff or, cool. or the different elements of that ecosystem, and then they also like it was just beautiful. Um, uh, they you stay in these I don't know what you call them Lisa some kind of huts huts that are kind of they 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 collect water from the rain um, they have solar panels and they're just made from local materials net zero net so, zero yeah oh okay um, and did they were you pretty stay cool there overnight? yeah mm-hmm. we did and they're made oh, wow. out of mostly like bamboo and palm fronds <gasps> and things like that and they were pretty awesome I'm not like an engineer architect but I really appreciated the buildings they were and they had moving parts like there was a, a wall panel that you could lower and raise and yeah. the rope 
That's really pretty cool. cool. It's pretty cool. Sounds <laughs> so like Gilligan's Island. It is. It is. It, it, it really is kind is. of a Gilligan's Islandy thing. It's yeah, yeah. But um, cool. more. It was two story building. I mean, it was, it was oh, more wow. than more than a hut. A Gilligan's Island. Yeah, hut. but like but, the idea of just using resources. And you're like, you can't do that. Yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was trying but to picture can. how would you draw this <laughs> to build. <laughs> you're yeah, so we went. Uh-huh. So they took us on a tour around the island. We saw the coconut crab, which is the biggest crab in the world, I believe. Ooh, mm-hmm. um, um, it's we, the biggest crab in the world, even yeah. bigger than the spider crab. That's what I they think said. So. I think so. Yeah. How big was the it? body of it is bigger than a coconut, and then the the the, the with the legs, it's even more. Oh, spider crabs. Oh, like well, like the oldest yeah. that was the biggest I don't know. crab. In the well, world. maybe well, the spider crab the isn't actually a crab, or yeah, maybe, or it's, maybe the it's the body. body maybe it's the, the mass of the like, whole. How do you call? How big do you call the biggest spider? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, they they come out at night. They live in during the day. They live down underneath, like in little caves in the coral, and they come out at night and they climb coconut trees and get coconuts and crab. What? Yeah, yeah they fake. they're crabs that climb cool. coconut and trees and they eat meat too. And they eat meat. So what? if That's you think terrifying. about it too much, it's Wait, a little terrifying. They eat meat, yeah, and coconuts, yeah. And if they, they crack into trees. the coconut, I don't. Maybe I mean, they, they drop them. Claws, I don't know. I'm not clear. So. Yeah, I'm not clear if they crack into. the Yeah, we went on that. Oh, I don't want to look at the Japanese spider crab. Sorry, yeah, I just googled picture. it. Uh, the Japanese spider crab is the largest, but oh, maybe maybe it's so, one of. And I you don't said know. this is what's the name of your crab? Coconut, coconut, coconut crab. crab. Do you yeah. see that? We went on a walk at night. Oh, what? That's the Japanese spider. Okay, yeah, that's definitely bigger than what we saw. Oh, but the coconut crab is pretty big too. <laughs> Here, here's what Google says: the coconut crab might be the scariest crustacean ever. <laughs> that that cannot be okay. So we went on a walk at night. Ah, ah the world's largest land crab. Oh, oh, land crab. Ew, this is on the side of the trash can. Oh, yeah. that's big. This was, is that what they look like? This is like? great podcast material, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew. You guys oh. have to Google this. But we went on a walk at they night. Are big. And we were shining lights out into the woods. And mm-hmm. we saw them, like, slowly walking <gasps> towards us. It was yeah. like, okay, I'm glad creepy. they're not fast. Because otherwise they would be the scariest thing ever. But... But yeah. they're pretty cool. They're, they're pretty cool. Oh. And we saw hermit crabs all over yeah, that hermit island. hermit crabs everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. L- yeah, little geckos. Cute. And we saw a tree snake. Cool. A green tree snake. Okay, so tell us... If okay, details. You go through a company that does this. How does this go? Oh, um, I don't remember. Chumba Island. It's we we went. We got there in a boat. It was it might be government run. It is one specific organization that you yeah. have okay. to buy your yeah. reservation through. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still looking up the computer. <laughs> they have a lot. I don't know how reliable this is. They can lift up to sixty pounds. Whoa. We didn't see them that big, but maybe some of them can. Some of them probably. Yeah, so I feel it's like it's, can it's, is one of those. Things I think if you like, Google no. Chumbe Island spelled C H U M B E, I think you'd find what you need. Yeah, I found. So okay. I did. I found Chumbe Island Coral Park. Yes, I'm assuming that's, that's what that's it was. They have a website. So. so the night that we did it, they had we we came in. They cook. They provided meals for us, which were great. They, you take a boat to the take island. Take a boat to they the, island. the island. They do snorkeling. They do uh, the the. They do a walk through the reserve during the day to see different things, and then at night to see the coconut crabs. Mangrove. Cool. Mangrove forests. Mangrove. Mangrove. And then you learned a lot about mangroves and, and um, yeah, different things. Cool. Nice. nice. It's Very great. Cool. Final yeah, thought on the coconut crab <laughs> is National Geographic one month ago. 
Coconut crabs may hold the clue to Amelia Earhart fate. Yeah, I just saw that. that I they heard that too. Oh, have you seen that? Maybe they ate Amelia Earhart. Well, they took, or, they think they took her bones into their caves because they're scavengers. That so makes that's sense. Because they like live in caves. Kind of? Kind of, yeah. They're, they're yeah, they scavengers. Stay in the, the coral reef, they have Crab these... It, the coral is like spongy, vultures. so like there's there's caves and there's like Bull small... Weird. So they go down underground, like... It's it's complicated, but like yeah. the corals, they can go down underground yeah, yeah. to stay out of the the heat in the sun. So it cool. was a beautiful place. There's no yeah. internet. It was just like totally relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that great. So, cool. so Michelle, what would you like to share for your wish you were here? Um, when I studied abroad and taught abroad in Morocco, I had the amazing opportunity um, to go to one of the local hamems, which is the public bathing houses. And I guess it's a wrong way of describing it as a wonderful opportunity because anybody could essentially walk in as long as you pay the fee. But since we had a guide and our professor, he um, told us about them because the place in which we were staying only had one shower. And of course that was for the family and not for all of us teachers that were staying there. Um, And what I love so much so much about it is it was a great way to see the community in Rabat, Morocco, um, and, you know, just hang out with the locals and not just be in this hotel away from it all. And one part that was really That's fun cool. um, was we get into the Hamem, and of course there's the locker rooms and for you get prepared for it. And my male professor was um, unaware of the... Uh, decorum, I guess you could say, in the female hamem because he had only gone into the male hamem. And so we had inquired and said, well, do we wear bathing suits? Like, what's the modesty expectations since the country is so modest to begin with? And, um, or certain areas of the country, I should um, rephrase. And he said, oh, no, definitely wear your bathing suits. So sure enough, we walk into this bathing house with our bathing suits on, and we are the only ones covered. And we, I mean, the other teachers and I, and uh, it was funny because one of the women who was there, clearly with her uh, her family members, um, stares at us, just grabs her boobs and kind of just shakes them um, because there's, of course, a language barrier. So she was almost just kind of looking at us and being like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we are all women here. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And so, of course, I was like, well, if she say so. And I just, you know, followed suit. But it was just a great experience, and we ended up being there for like two hours because there's multiple um, rooms. There's like the hot room, um, the medium hot room, and then the cold room. You got one bucket of water, and then we ended up sharing our shampoos and our soaps with all the locals, and then they countered with um, giving us these, uh, like essentially just bathing our backs with these like almost sandpaper scrapers. Um, so I would go back in a second. I really just felt welcomed by the community. And I would take anyone back to a Hamem in Rabat, Morocco. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. We would love it if you would follow us on social media. We are at Timwe Podcast. That's at T-M-W-Y for Take Me With You Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at timwepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what are your wish you were here for this location. We would love to hear that. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or if it's easier to remember, 406-POD-TIMWE. 
We would love it if you would rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it, subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode, and share about this episode on your social media. As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is Something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song, Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed. That's all we have for this episode. So until next time, remember to take me with you. Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights Guided only by the lights above And a lot love All the world is out there waiting to explore And all our troubles here want them to be 